Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up for underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit double, excuse me, up to $100. So, what we're going to be doing today is going over the recap of what we saw in the game, as well as discussing the whole door into Nebraska thing, because that's a thing that's happening now that Scott Frost has become the first domino to fall in the coaching carousel, that's always going to be college football, right? I'm going to discuss why it doesn't necessarily make sense and why it's not likely to happen. However, if it does happen, it could be one of the best things to happen in NC State history. Stay with me. I promise you, if you stay with me and actually hear me out on that, you'll understand a little better why I'm saying that. So we're going to break down the Charleston Southern game as far as Ken's keys, all that good stuff, and we'll start to lightly Look forward to the game against UConn on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. So first thing first, we got to talk about uh, the recap to the Charleston Southern game because, of course, we the the domination that happened there. um, It needs to be talked about at some level because this team had a a definite bounce back game that was needed in many regards. And I'm not saying that this is a big win by any any stretch of the imagination, um, but I am going to say that most of the things I was looking for out of this team happen most of the things I said all right this needs to happen for this team to uh convince me that they are back clicking and I'm not seeing a ton of problems that will manifest themselves throughout the year most of those things happen most of them I can look at and I can say hey they they happened in this 55 to 3 win where first of all let me uh, admit that I was wrong in saying that I didn't think NC State would cover the 45 uh point line they they obviously did by winning by 52 points but now let's get into what happened shall we let's get into the actual nuts and bolts of this game nc state did not score on his first two drives and i believe scored on the next seven straight i believe it was the next seven they scored uh touchdowns or field goals on on those next drives so this is this t- this nc state team again I said that this offense needed to be crisp and that it wasn't about the final score. And they were by and large for the most part. The defense did what the defense does. It was an absolute domination by them um, every single step of the way. So let's get into the um, the Kim's keys for this week. The first for both offense and defense was lead by 21 at halftime. That was uh, what the call was because, again, you never want to have to keep your guys in longer than they need to be. And this is – Regardless of, of what you think or, or how you think about it, football is a game where there would naturally be injuries. But if you can get your starters out early enough, if you can get your starters out in a game that is going to be pretty inconsequential early enough, you've done a great job there. So, yes, uh, in the, the pack led 38-0 at halftime. So that's already taken care of. Not Not really much to talk about there. Um, I wanted Devin Leary to have a 70% or better completion percentage 
because I knew that this was a bad Charleston Southern team that they were playing against. And I, I'm thinking he needs to be crisp. He needs to be clean. And if he does so wire to wire, this is what it'll look like. He had a 64% completion percentage. So, no, he got close. He did look good. Again, other than those first two drives, he did look good. The offense did look good. But that's just the reality there. Um, 64% completion percentage. So, no. Goal line and short yardage situations had to be better. The team overall was 6 of 10 in these situations. So, they were close. They were close. And um, they were close. And they they did a lot of really really good things in terms of um the in terms of converting the short yardage situations and by the way i consider short yardage anything 3 yards and in right that's for those of you who don't know that is the standard football definition of uh blank and short it is you know anywhere some teams do 2 yards and in some teams do 3 i use 3 yards and in that's short yardage um so there were a couple the only thing that I did not like is there were a couple of bad penalties on these situations. In our first um, and short situation, there was a hold. And, and uh, the um, another one shortly after that, there was a false start. So obviously, you don't want to see those things, right? Like, if you are going to get jammed up, if you're going to get stuff, whatever the case may be, I want to see that happen because the other team just played a really good a moment there. I want to see that other team stop you, not you stop yourself. That is a little bit problematic to me. But six of ten, that's pretty good. I'd, I'd say that that is a, a passing grade, especially with the reality that a lot of the later attempts in the game came by our backups. So the starters did what they had to do. They they leaned on folks, moved the ball, all that good stuff. Now moving over to the defensive side of the ball in terms of Ken's keys here. Um, under 200 passing yards, Georgia Southern was held to 114. Absolutely lights out performance by the defense. I mean, hoo-wee, just stumped a mud hole in there behind. And I said to keep them under 350 because I know that Georgia Southern, uh, I'm sorry, Charleston Southern, likes to run the ball a little bit and, and all that good stuff. Um, shut that down as well. They had a hundred and I want to say this is 50. Yes. So they had 150 total yards. 114 of those were passing. To hold a team to 36 rushing yards is immense. That is big time stuff. That is the type of stuff. That is the type of stuff that breeds championships, that breeds winning. Because when you dominate in such a way, again, if you play down to your competition, that's historically what NC State has been. That's historically what NC State has done, and that is what has cost us time and time and time and time again, again and again, and again after that, and again one more time after that. That is what cost us, playing down to our opponent. In this game, NC State did not play down at all. There were the first two offensive drives that looked a little shaky, and then after that, just complete and utter behind whooping that's that's what i needed to see that's what i needed to see and i i'm not saying i need to see that because i was concerned about um what the what anybody else outside of program would think or anything like that no 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 no. i just needed this team to show what i already knew to confirm what i already knew in terms of i said to begin 
this is not a a the the win against ECU was not a win in which Devin Lee played his best ball and the defense played their best ball and yet and still this was a close game. That's not what happened. The defense did play some good ball. They played some very good ball. I'm not going to hold you in any regard there. But with that being said, Devin Lee was as bad as I'd seen in recent history. As, as the, He was as bad as I can ever remember him being. And so with that being said, this game where he comes back and just absolutely dominates, great to see. Great to see. Great. To, and of course, we will. this team will see better competition. This team will see better defenses. This team will see bigger, stronger, faster, more experienced. They'll see all those things in terms of the teams that they're going to be looking at going forward. But just to, as I said, or I tweeted this out rather, this team just feels like it needs something or some moment to kind of break the seal in that passing game, to start hitting those deep balls, start hitting those shots. It seemed like the seal was broken in this game. And so let's see how long this team can carry on the momentum, the passing game can carry on the momentum. The passing game can say, hey, we've got to figure it out. This is who we are. This is what we do. That's what I want to see out of this team. That is the honest to God truth in terms of what I am looking for out of this team. I'm expecting them to put up some crazy um, – I'm expecting them to put up some some really, really crazy numbers in terms of this team being more efficient, being better, because, again, we saw Devin Leary is at, is has the Heisman candidate or, you know, the, all that good stuff, AC player of the year. It has to be a show-improved moment. It has to be a show-improved moment. Yeah, he's a dark horse. Yeah, NC State's underdogs in the conference – Got to show and prove. And speaking of underdogs, let me talk to you all about underdog fantasy. It's easy to play. You can win cold, hard cash. And underdog has investment backing from Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and more. They have always been focused on building superior products for a fun user experience. The customer support team is top-notch, the best in the business. And please understand, it's where you need to be every time you're talking about betting. Sign up with the promo code locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. And please understand that's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. So the next thing I want to talk about is with um with with Scott Frost. I wanted to call him Hugh Freeze for some reason. I don't know why. It's it's the cold theme, I guess. But anyway, with Scott Frost being let go of by Nebraska, there's questions about well, Dorn did have a lot of success at NIU and will he leave uh NC State to go to Nebraska? And it's it's such an interesting and enticing thing and all that. And you know, what are what are the thoughts here? Let me explain something to y'all. That's, I think it's it's a very simple equation. I think it's a super simple equation. If I am Nebraska, they've tried, you know, the the former Nebraska great and, and you know Scott Frost and gave him a shot, and, and so they probably they're probably not bringing in another uh, former Nebraska guy. But if I'm Nebraska. I am looking at what have we done 
so far? What have we shown so far and what is the expectation? Where have all these coaches fallen short in terms of expectation, in terms of Pelini, in terms of Frost, in terms of whoever comes up next? Where is the, the disconnect? Where is the shortcoming at? And to me, if I'm looking at what this team has done and what they expect out of their next head coach, I'm going to just venture to guess that they're not going to be satisfied being an eight-win program because this is a program that is extremely storied, multiple national championships, um, has a team that is widely considered the greatest team in college football history from the 90s and all that, or from all time that played in the 90s, that happened to play in the 90s, rather. They, they have these expectations. And to me, those expectations, that history, I believe that's why they won't come knocking for Doran and Doran wouldn't be interested even if they did come knocking. If you're going to say my floor has to be eight, nine, ten games, that's, that's my floor. And if that isn't, if we're not consistently looking at that, I'm going to look to get you going. My question would very simply be, why why would Doran then be your pick if you're looking at his history at NC State and saying he's going to do something similar to that here? Why? There are lots of other candidates who have had success at a higher level. And this is not to say Doran's a bad coach. This is not to say Doran's a terrible coach and you know, he would never be able to figure it out and all that good stuff. Not saying that. What I am saying is if you have taken uh, uh, the risk on, um, you know, coaches who are not as proven, okay, you, when you come back off of that, it's just like how it works in dating, right? You you date the person that's always mean to you, always, you know, they, they don't know how to be kind and all that good stuff. And then you get somebody that's way too nice and gives you way too much rope for some for some people. Of course, you know, it's a generic cookie cutter thing. Of course, there are some people, who, you know, that, the, the, the scenarios are different here, but you get where I'm going here. There's a thing of overcorrection. So why would this team go from uh, Scott Frost to then say, oh, by the way, we need to get a coach who has at times had struggles in year five and beyond. Why would they do that? Why would they pick up a coach who, and this is why I said them picking up coach Doran could be one of the greatest things to ever happen to NC state. I believe the only way that, that Nebraska is seriously beating down the door saying, Hey man, whatever you want, please come get is if this Wolfpack team wins a conference championship. I think that's the only way. I don't, I don't think there's any way around that. I don't. Because again, you have coaches who have proven track records of success who are, you know, who you could go out and, and get from um, lesser schools. And even if you say, well, they just tried that. They just tried getting a guy who had success at a lesser school. They don't want to do that again. Sure. But even if you're talking about at the power five level, there are coaches who had more success or who, who have more success and are coaching in less than ideal situations, coaching in slightly worse situations than Doran, which would mean that it would be more appealing 
to that coach to leave. So, again, I know that Doran doesn't want to talk about it. He said, I'm excited to coach my team up and all that. I don't think that there will be anything in terms of movement, in terms of Doran going uh, somewhere. But I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I'm not going to lie to you and say, hey, I know for a fact I've talked to Doran. I'm a thousand percent sure that he said, I'm not saying that because I haven't. And I might tell you a joke, but I never tell you a lie. I have not gotten any insider information to say, oh, there's no way under God's green earth that Doran is or is not, you know, going to Nebraska. I'm just giving you the the best stuff that I can in terms of in terms of what I predict will happen, what I think will happen based on what we know. So I think that Doran does not look at making a move from NC State to uh, Nebraska. And I think another thing is he has been ingrained in the culture here in a way that I think it's tough to start that over elsewhere. I think that that's really tough to start that over elsewhere. And even if you say, well, the budget's bigger and, and they've got uh, all these things at, at a Big Ten school that you won't have in the ACC, again, I would very simply say with that, comes responsibilities to bring this team back to what they were when they had Amon Green, to bring this team back to what they had when Scott Frost was a player, to bring this team back to that. And I I just think that that's, that's – I think that Doran knows that and knows and sees how they're – how everything is happening in terms of what the last coaches have done that wasn't enough I think Doran sees that, and I think that Doran doesn't want to say, "Well, you know what? I need to go back and and you know go do all that all over again and build up something all over again and all that." I don't think he does it. Again, I could be wrong. I just don't see too much sense to it. And again, and of course, when you talk about bigger budgets, you're talking about a bigger contract, more money, all that good stuff. Sure, not arguing that. What I am saying is, if you're talking about um, the reasons that coaches leave, money ain't the only thing. When you're at this level, you're going to make a ton of money anyway. You're going to make all the money, all the things, you know. That's just that's just the reality. That's just the reality. So I don't think that there's enough at Nebraska to lure Doran away, but that's just my take. That's just my two cents on it. Again, I'm doing my job, which is to bring y'all the best information I know as I get it. And Speaking of getting things, if you need to get you some new hires as a small business, LinkedIn Jobs is the place to do it. LinkedIn Jobs, as you get up for the fall, please understand that LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier and faster to find the people you want to talk to and for free. Just create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job to the purple hiring frame and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring so that you can network and help find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy so you can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience that you want. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So folks, I, I I hope that I've made it overly clear. I hope that I've I've, you know, 
gotten in depth enough about uh, what this team looked like against Charleston Southern and, and how this team absolutely dominated pretty much wire to wire. And I hope that I've also told y'all, I don't think that Nebraska is really going to beat down the door. And, and I think that they might kick the tires or whatever the case may be, but I don't think that they're, you know, coming in super hot and all that saying we need Dorn. Dorn is our guy unless um, this is a year where NC State brings home a conference championship. So that's that's just my idea there. And if he does leave, as the great Dr. Seuss once said, don't cry because it's over. Be happy because it happened and will respectfully wish his family, uh, uh, you know, all the blessings and health and wealth on the way out. But I don't think that that will be the case in this particular job going to uh, Nebraska. That's just my thoughts. So we'll see if I'm right in this uh, in these, you know, next coming months. Thank you all so very much for coming out. Y'all make this show what it is by coming out and showing your support every single time. And the, the show keeps growing. More people keep listening. I appreciate it. You all like me. You really like me. That that was a throwback because it's uh, the awards and the Emmys and all that tonight. But that's another story for another time. Anywho, peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 